fingers. People, you're ready. We are ready. Are you ready for what the Lord is wanting to do? I'm ready. Shaking off 2020, running into 2021. Brother Madison Richardson is no stranger to this church. He is an anointed man of God, and I believe he has been in tune with the Lord to hear what it is that we need to uh, speak, what we need to receive, what the Lord is wanting to speak to us this evening in the name of Jesus. He's going to come. He has the liberty. We're going we're gonna to pray. We're going to pray our way through this whole service. We're going to follow after the leading of the Spirit. Go ahead right now as he gets ready to come. I'm going to ask you to lift your hands again just to begin to pray and say, Lord, have your way. Not our schedule, not our will, but Lord, yours be done right now. Brother Madison, come lead us. From the front to the back, we just stand to our feet right now and acknowledge the presence that we are standing in. For we are standing in the presence of the creator of heaven and earth. We are standing in the crown room of the king of kings. We are here in the presence of the almighty God. I wish that I had a church who would begin to give God some praise right now. I lift your name. I praise your holy name right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It is truly such an honor to be here before you tonight. I've been praying all day. I, I believe that I have heard from the Lord and, and I am ready to deliver to you what God has for this church. And I want to preach to you for just a few moments about the year of the believer. And if you don't mind, I'm going to step out of the norms. We've already broken the program, so I'm going to go ahead and break it a little bit more. I, I want us to pray before I take a text, and, and I'll take a text at a later time. But right now, just close your eyes, open up your mouths, and begin to ask God to speak to you personally, to begin to minister into your situation. In the name of Jesus, God, I believe that I have a word from you for these people. I pray that you would help me to adequately deliver it. I pray that your spirit would come in and break every chain, set people free, set at liberty them that are bruised. I pray that the power of Almighty God would begin to flow through this place. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, just lean into that for a second. Well, let's not move past what the Spirit wants to do. There are people who are tapping into something deeper in the Spirit right now. Don't let them go somewhere that you won't go to. Why don't you go somewhere with them tonight? When we look back over the last 12 months, it will be all too easy for us to remember what seemingly a disaster 2020 was. 
There was a global pandemic. The media has called 2020 the deadliest year in American history. There were riots that were breaking out in cities all across America. Racial tensions rose to a level that we've not seen in many decades. It was a year that you can seemingly easily call it a disaster. But I'm here because I want to preach to some believers that 2020 was the year of the believers. What I mean is 2020 was the year of blessing for the church. In a year when people were terrified to leave their homes, the church still grew. In a year where people were socially distancing, we are crammed into a tiny room right now because we want to have a move of God. How many people can look back over the last 12 months and say, my life is different than it was 12 months ago. My life is better. 2020 was good for me. 2020 was great for me. How many backsliders prayed through in 2020? How many new sinners came to God in 2020? How many new members came to the church in 2020? In the midst of all the trials, in the midst of all the struggles, the church is still here. Jesus said in Matthew, he said, I will build my church upon the rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Can I tell you that we are still here? The enemy gave it his best shot. He threw his hardest punches. He maybe knocked it down a couple times, but we're still here. You ought to shout about that for just a second. Go ahead and tell the enemy, yeah, you tried hard. Yes, you swung hard. Yes, you plotted heavily. But I'm still here. You might be standing here feeling like you've got a black eye, bloodied and scarred from intense spiritual battles, bloodied and scarred from an intense year, but you're still here. And we preach so much about thriving, we forget sometimes the necessity of surviving. Because if you don't survive, you can never thrive. Well, what this? Since you survived, now you can thrive. We survived the heck yourself. We survived all the enemy had. Now it's time to thrive. It was the year of the believers when everyone was telling you to go home, when everyone was telling you if God's real, why is this happening in the world, when everyone was telling you there's just no hope out there, there's just nothing good that can happen anymore, I still believe. How many people can testify, I still believed. I still believed. I still believed.
And in 1 Kings chapter 18, we find a powerful moment. I, I believe that it was a season of time in Israel's history that could very much be relayed to, quote, unquote, the deadliest year in, man, in American history. We find in 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 through 45, and Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up. Eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, go again. And he said, go again. And he said, go again. Seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up. Say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot. Get thee down that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And there's something that I want to preach to the church. The Bible says there is a sound of abundance of rain. Elijah did not say, I hear a sound. He said, there is a sound. I can imagine that great prophet having just come through three and a half years of no rain, having just gone through three and a half years with no crops, having just gone through three and a half years of a drought. All of a sudden, he began to hear a, a, a twinkling of some raindrops and uh, he began to hear the whistling of the wind, and all of a sudden he, he felt like he could hear the downpour of abundance of rain. And you can imagine the excitement and the anticipation that looked over him, that came upon him as he said to the king, there's rain coming. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. There's rain coming. And he excitedly looked around and rushed for the nearest door to look overhead to see clouds for the first time in over three years. And, and nothing but the blue sky stared back at him. And he, he looked out to the east as far as he could and, and, and nothing, no clouds. He looked to the west, the north, the south, no, no clouds in sight. But, but I hear rain. I don't get this. I, I hear rain. Let me take you for just a moment to Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. The Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That phrase, word of God, is not the Bible as we would picture it with the, the ink on the pages and the, the bindings in the back. But rather, that phrase, word of God, is in the Greek, the rhema of God, which means the, the breath or the voice of God. So what he's literally saying is, when you struggle with your faith, listen for the voice of God. But you see, sometimes God will speak, and if there's no ear to hear, you'll miss it. John said in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10, I was in the Spirit. 
High within the spirit. High within the spirit. And it was then he began to hear the word of the Lord. It was then when he began to see prophecies. I can't imagine how many days he had to be in the spirit before he started to pen the great book of Revelation. I don't know how many days he was in the spirit before he all of a sudden heard the great word from God. But he had to be in the spirit day in and day out. What I'm trying to say is I'd rather not miss the voice of God because I didn't pray. I'd rather pray and not hear the voice of God because eventually, one of these times, I'm going to be in the spirit and God's going to speak and I'm not going to miss it. I refuse to hear, to not hear the voice of God. I refuse to look back at a moment and question and wonder, did God speak to me then? But rather, I want to look back and know that I was prepared to hear the voice of God. And I want to pose a question to you right now. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 24 and verse 6, he made the declaration, this is the generation of them that seek thy faith. And I want to pose that as a question to you right now. Are you a part of the generation that is seeking his faith? Am I a part of the generation? When I lay my head on the pillow at night, I've got to ask myself, did I seek his face? When I wake up in the morning, I've got to ask myself, am I going to seek his face? This is the generation of them that seek thy face. And it's in the seeking of his faith. It's in the consecrated moment when you were in the spirit that all of a sudden you started to hear the twinkling of some rain. All of a sudden that prophet started to hear the downpour of the abundance of rain. And I'm preaching to some Elijahs here tonight who have heard the sound of the revival that God wants to pour out in this city. I believe that there are people in this room from the left to the right under the sound of my voice who have received specific direction from God regarding what he wants to do in Denelan. Oh, you've heard the sound of that abundance of rain. You've heard the sound of the abundance of revival. You've heard the sound of backslider coming home. You've heard the sound of sinners converting. You've even heard the sound that heaven will make when all the angels rejoice over a city coming to God. And I must tell you, as I was praying for this city, as I was praying for this service, I believe with all my heart that God spoke to me that he had intention to pour out an explosive revival in Donellan. A combustible revival in Donellan. A moment will come when all of a sudden revival strikes with such power, such ferocity, that the city of Danella won't know what hit it. And a fire is going to fall from heaven where the city of Danella can't control it. The enemy can't fight against it. Yet 
I must tell you, though, that if 2020 was the year of the believers, then 2021 is the year of the intercessors. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, but if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. It's the epitome of belief. It's the epitome of faith. You look around and no, I might not see what I'm wanting to see yet, but uh, I believe it's coming. No, I might not see my friends in church yet, but I've got the faith and the patience that it's coming. No, I, I might not see my family growing yet, my family in church yet, but I've got the faith. I've got the patience. And I think it not a coincidence that I believe 2020 to be the year of the believers, while 2021 will become the year of the intercessors. That Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, faith, the Bible talks about the epitome of faith, immediately followed by the epitome of intercession. When the Bible says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession. You can reach a place in prayer when all of a sudden it's not you praying anymore. It's God praying through you. It's the Holy Ghost speaking through you. It's the Spirit praying on your behalf. And I believe that with those verses being so purposely connected, being right by one another, the year of the believer and the year of the intercessor are so purposely connected, directly preceding one another. Because the prophet had the epitome of faith as he heard that sound of abundance of rain and he fled to the nearest window overlooking the ocean and he just, just didn't see what he was hearing. His physical reality didn't match up with his spiritual reality. He was hearing things in the spirit that he wasn't yet seeing in the physical. And instead of pouting about it, instead of getting dejected about it, instead of doubting himself, instead of doubting Doubting what he had heard, he immediately fled to intercession. And he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he said, hey, uh, come here, come here, I need a helper right now. I want you to go and look. Do, do you see any evidence of rain yet? Do you see any evidence of rain? And the helper said no. And immediately he fell back to his knees and prayed again, and prayed again. And he got his helper. He said, I need you to go and look again. And he looked again, and he, he came back, and the helper, he said no. And he fled down to intercession again and he pursued the face of God because he knew what he had heard and he was refusing to let it go And don't you know that probably somewhere around time, prayer number three, four, five, and six, uh, the enemy started creeping in. That father of lies, you, you clearly weren't in the Holy Ghost in the first place. Uh, you clearly didn't hear from God in the first place. You obviously don't know what the voice of God sounds like. 
And Elijah had to refuse to give ear to the lies of the enemy so that he would pray again and pray again and pray again till all of a sudden his physical reality began to align itself with his spiritual reality. And that's where I see the church going. God has put Danellen at the precipice of an explosive revival. An explosive revival that will sweep through the western edge of Florida, going beyond the city limits of Danellen, going beyond the county limits of Marion. An explosive revival reaching multiple cities, multiple counties. God is setting up this church to be at the precipice of an abundance of revival. And I can feel it in this room right now that under the sound of my voice, your faith had been rising as you begun to, to remember those sounds that you heard from God, as you begun to recall those prophecies that you heard from God, as you begin to remember the visions that you've had from God. But this is not the time to stop. No, you might not see the clouds yet, but it's time to intercede and pray and pray. I feel the spirit of intercession beginning to descend in this place. I would call on you right now to begin to give into that, to begin to tap into a place of intercession where you begin to intercede for your family, begin to intercede for your city, begin to intercede for your neighborhoods. People who are there, I want you to keep praying. But I want to give a little bit of teaching right now. If you're already in that spirit, stay in it. In James chapter 5 and verse 16, the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The word effectual means to be successful in creating. That means that that man who had effective prayers, who had a prayer that availed much, it overcame much, it overpowered much. That means that that man did not always feel the burden and the passion and the emotional intensity to go to prayer. But rather, he created it himself. No, he, he might have been tired from work sometime, but he, he still went to praying passionate and intense prayers. He might have been tired sometime from the responsibilities of life. He still went to praying passionate and intense prayers. And right now, there are some of you, you need to start learning how to create passionate, intense prayers, not based off of the emotion that you're feeling, not based off of how physically fit you're feeling now and begin to intercede. I would advocate that you leave your seats right now and come to an altar and begin to intercede. Go ahead and make that move of faith right now. Stepping out. Oh, 
yes. Come on, let's turn this place into a prayer room. Pushing back seats if necessary. Finding a place and beginning to pray. Oh, the year of the intercessor.